0: Hey, y'all. Woo. Ugh. Yes. Okay, so before we, you know, begin our regular episode, we just want to record a super quick intro, letting y'all know about some collaborations we actually have. Well, both in the works, but also just that are out, that y'all should listen to. Yeah. So recently, Akko and I have collaborated with Curtis from I Found This Great Book, and also Danny and Molly from Black Chick Lit, where on I Found This Great Book, we had a conversation about Zora Neale Hurston's short story, uh, The Gilded Six Bits, and on Black Chick Lit... We talked about a book called Cinderella Is Dead by Kalyn Baron, which is sort of like a sort of like a Cinderella retelling, yes. kind of like you know, just like action packed, like just like a lot of like sapphic energy, just like really really cute. And like Six Bits was also like a bop, so a classic yeah. bop. Yes, exactly, <laughs> a classic bop. Um, so yeah, so at the time of this recording, both of those episodes are out, and so definitely check those out. Those, yeah. are, those should be the most recent episodes in both of those shows, and we'll definitely have links in the show notes as well.
1: Yes, the energy is great. It's a lot of fun talking to people that we have really just been doing our podcast journey with since the beginning, so mm-hmm. we have fun. Well, we hope they had fun, I'm sure. They-
0: <laughs> Girl, I hope.
1: <laughs> and we hope that you have fun listening, yeah. so
0: yeah 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 so All right. yeah so that so yeah that was that was it um yeah i guess we're going
1: <laughs> back to <laughs> our <going>. scheduled programming <laughs> sounds good okay
0: let's start the episode now
1: hey i'm akko and i'm marcy and welcome to the color pages book club a bi wiki podcast Eighties. that <laughs> focuses on fiction. And we got some fantasy. And Come on. we got some magical realism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else we got? What else we got? <laughs> oh, that was the end. We only have three there. But but <laughs> 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 they are written by writers from colorful background. Oh, amazing yes colorful backgrounds Uh... yes and today we're taking a time machine back to the harlem renaissance to read wallace thurman's the blacker the berry a novel of negro life Mm -hmm. so thurman was a novelist essayist and editor in the 1920s harlem which is famous for the harlem renaissance as everybody knows he was Mm -hmm. part of the like Black literary artistic movement you know like your uncle or auntie who like mm-hmm. is like always doing yoga on like a mountain somewhere but he wasn't doing that <laughs> oh, um <laughs> he was in <laughs> harlem yeah and they were writing anyway but he was hanging out with the like famous cats like zora neale hurston and langston Ooh. hughes i know Ooh. also Throwback episode. He also founded Fire with two exclamation points literary magazine, which has been revived in the twenty-first century as Fire with a Y literary magazine, which we did an episode on, and you should watch and listen to more.
0: Wow, I, I'm literally gagging. Like I'm like, I actually didn't know that. That's actually incredible. Like look Meant to be meant to be. Like dead ass y'all. Like when we, when we picked this book, I mean Akko Ako chose it. This is like her pick. So I'm not sure if you low-key knew that and you were like, I'm gonna hit him with that intro. Like they ain't ready for this <laughs> intro. But I didn't know. I I I'm pointing to my own physical eye on my face. Like I did not know. I'm that. dead that is wild, <laughs>
1: <so>. <laughs> But um yeah, it's crazy. And also similarly to mm-hmm. You know, this fire throwback. The Black or the Berry has left its echo through time as well. It's been referenced by hip-hop laureates Tupac Shakur in his song Keep Your Head Up and Kendrick Mm -hmm. Lamar on his iconic album To Pimp a Butterfly. So the renaissance never died, people. It revives and lives on in all of us.
0: That is so interesting um, because I'm not sure if you would know this, but um, because like, so I understand it as, like you know, the phrase being like the black of the berry, the sweeter, the juice. Like, was that the case back then, too? I feel like it might have been. It is. It is. Okay. Because I remember, I want to say in this book, in the foreword, they were, it was written by, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name. I should know this. But, um. I think they were saying that they chose to like take that second part out just so it wasn't like adding on to this like sexualization, like hyper sexualization narrative. If I'm getting that correct, mm. so they were just like, "Oh, like we'll just we'll just call it the Black of the Berry," so that you know people don't have a certain idea when they read the book. And I'm like, interesting. And I'm like, are y'all sure this book was written almost a hundred years ago? Because like, a I know, kind of tracks it's current actually- day, which is alarming. Um, but we'll talk about it, and we will.
1: So. We will. But, Marcy, before that, I have a question. Hey,
0: what is your question?
1: Okay. So this book is a little dark. I know people are surprised because we have such an upbeat attitude. Um, Right. It's like, y'all really overcompensating. (laughs) This book is sad as fuck. (laughs) They're going to get to the summary and be like, wow, what a mood change. Um, But (laughs) just to keep this happy train going a little longer, um, in this book, there's a lot of self-deprecation and self-hate. But I wanted to know, what is a trait? It could be physical or not that you really, really like about yourself, and why? Mm.
0: Oh my gosh! Oh, I really. Oh, okay. I really like this question. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that. Oh, I really okay. Actually, uh, that's like silly. No, it could be <laughs> so, silly. Um, I guess so. It wasn't something that I... Oh, this is, like, y'all, like, girl, can you respond? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. y'all. I'm trying to think of
1: something. It's like when, like, the one that, what's those, like, Miss Universe contests when they ask you a question? Right. You're like, right. Oh. <laughs> it's like oh, um, um, um. like, okay, I need you to fucking respond, <laughs> like, we, girl. We just asked you to, like, I don't know,
0: five it's of like, eight. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, girl, just breathe, like, Jesus. Um, But yes, okay, so I will say, so something, I guess, that, like, So, okay, so when I was, like, in high school, you know, adolescence, our bodies are growing and developing and all types of things, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, Mm. And so I just had, I... (laughs) I'm not laughing at myself, but you know, like just like, you know, sometimes like, you know, our bodies take time, right? And, like, right. It's like we're like in this weird intersection of like childhood and adulthood. And so like some yeah. of our features are kind of like, you know, like, you know, things are happening, right? Um, and so I always just had, I guess, compared to my like frame, um, like fairly large hands and fairly large feet as well. Mm. Um, more so feet than hands. And I remember there's, like, this very famous, not famous, but, like, I guess among my friend group, like, there's this picture on Facebook, um, where it's, like, me in, like, seventh grade, and I'm, like, we're, like, at the Georgia Aquarium, um, and I'm, like, smiling in front of the fish tank. It's actually a very wholesome and, like, very cute picture, but, like, Aww. I'm, like, holding my hands, like, in front of me, but my hands are, like, <laughs> <You> <laughs> mad, big, Like, I am <laughs> am <laughs> so small and like my hands are like actually enormous and I literally never noticed it until like I like so you know like college is weird like pe- motherfuckers will like go back into your social media from like high school and like comment and shit and it's like girl why are you weird so mm-hmm. like people were doing shit like that and one person was like bro like your hands and like every and like it just I don't know maybe it's just like the algorithm like people just kept seeing the comments and like everyone just kept commenting on how large my hands were and I'm like I didn't even like really notice this until now it's uh, <laughs> <'cause>, like what <laughs> um, and but yeah like but i remember like being in high school and like people would you know like i feel like lanky was a word that people used to describe me a lot mm-hmm. and i like really actually didn't like when people call me lanky because i'm like I, I just find i i don't like i, I was just very self-conscious about like being awkward and feeling awkward because i like felt deeply awkward but i like wanted to not be and so i feel mm-hmm. like when people said things like that i was like um that actually hurts my feelings and i would actually rather you not say shit like that and then they're like <laughs> we're adolescents and we don't care about feelings (laughs) and emotional intelligence bitch like get over it bitch and it's like oh um Uh, but we can also like maybe like leave with compassion and they're like oh but we're gonna like just juxtapose you to these like masculine norms because we just like assume that this is like gendered characteristics that you care about and i'm like oh but like
1: i actually don't we could
0: also we could could not but Mm -hmm. and i don't but um okay (laughs) so like
1: kids have like i don't know emotional intelligence is definitely something you have to learn over time
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I'm sure I also was complicit in a lot of things as well. So I'm not going to, you know, just like remove myself from that. But like... Yeah, this is one of those things where I remember like, especially like my feet. I feel like people would always comment and like kind of weirdly sexualize my feet. Like they'd be like, you know what they say about big feet? And I'm like, I would actually rather you shut the fuck up. Like I'd actually rather you <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. About big feet? Like I'm like, please, please elaborate. What like what did they say, bitch? Like <laughs> I'm actually like, bitch, finish that goddamn sentence just because you got me. <laughs> please elaborate. shut the fuck up. Like, ill. Like, girl, like, are you really sitting there? Like I'm literally like an, like I'm actually a child. Like, could you uh uh That is weird. And so yeah, so basically, so these are just features that I kind of noticed about myself. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, people call me lanky, whatever, whatever, whoop, whoop, Fast forward. And once I started, like, dancing more in my adult life, like, I've just, I really, it really changed my relationship with my body in a way that I didn't really anticipate, um, especially my feet. I think, like, you know, with doing ballet and, like, just kind of these, like, I guess more what they're considered to be, like, you know, classical Western yeah. forms of dance, it's like, it's like... Foot articulation and like things like that are just like really really important and like just feeling very like secure in your like just like your base as you're like dancing is just I mean just across the board is like is like very important but I think especially in like ballet it's like it's, I'm like I never was this aware of my feet until I started doing this dance form and I really appreciated that I'm, frankly I just have more surface area I'm like okay I feel like I have a little Beautiful. bit more room to like you know kind of balance myself and whatever whatever um and I don't know just like I think just being in that space it was kind of like the not to say that there weren't you know certain aesthetics that people had in mind or like certain body types that were like favored more than others but like i think i just started to look at sort of like those features of mine just kind of being maybe like sort of lanky having these sort of like larger extremities whatever like as like kind of more of like a not necessarily an asset or like an advantage over other people but just like something that i'm like oh i actually really appreciate that my body can do this and can move in this way and that like i can show up like this in space um so yeah, so I would say just kind of like I guess my my, my feet or like kind of what comes like straight to mind. Um
1: Ooh, cute. But yeah, even
0: to this day, like people will like literally be like, Girl, what shoes size do you wear? And I'm like, um, I wear like a size twelve and they're like, a what? And I'm like, like a like a twelve, and they're like, Girl, how do you buy shoes? And I'm like, We we don't have to do all that. <laughs> we actually don't have to do all that. Like, we can actually relax. But um If it
1: makes you feel better, um big feet run in my family too. So I also have big feet. And um, Mm -hmm. people have been like, you walk in a way that's kind of funny. But I actually love my walk.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's like there's nothing like what what is there to. Cause it's like, cause frankly, okay. So I feel insecure about my feet, and then what? But also, I get like, new feet. Like, what is the solution? <laughs> sis? What? I go to the foot <laughs>
1: store and I trade these feet in for another pair.
0: Like, what are we doing?
1: Also, I mean, I feel like with climate change and like water level rising, like maybe we're just more adapted to like flippers, you know, for like mm. surviving in the upcoming apocalypse. Come on. <laughs> scientist literally a scientist like cried like a scientist like was like that. you're wrong it's like, that's,
0: it's like actually like literally weeping it's like wow how do we they're this, like, is, yes this, this the, is what people think
1: right Right? they're like cool, yes to the fact cool, cool, that cool. climate change is real no to the flipper feet like, <laughs> it's like you were
0: so close
1: you know when your teacher gives you half on an, on an exam they're like mm.
0: <laughs> Right. And I was, and I would always be like and, and then I don't know I, I was around a lot of people who would be like I, I, I feel like grade grubbing was like a term we would use like people would be like um i just feel like i should have gotten the full point i'm like listen girl i shouldn't even gotten half of the point i'm just i'm I'm like you was really doing me a favor giving me a half point because you girl you know this is you know this is wrong wrong. (laughs) i was off the mark (laughs) um so thank you bitch like i will take these half-ass points and continue my motherfucking day but anyway what about you (laughs) (laughs)
1: um this one's hard because to be honest what i really love about myself is like I think I'm a bit of a quick wit. I think Mm. I'm a little fast on my feet. And I think I really love that about myself. (laughs) Mm. But that one's kind of easy because I think it's always been advantageous in my life. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I really like my skin. I'm very dark. Mm. I'm like super dark skin. And I think... It's so velvety and beautiful. And I love looking at it. And just this morning, I was like, oh, my God, you're scared. I so beautiful today. Mm. Um, And I like the way it catches light in the sunlight. And I like the way uh, the undertones glow under it. And I don't know. I mean... Granted, it's the only one I have. I don't get other skins. There's no skin (laughs) store. Just like there's no foot store. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: just the one that you have, I guess.
1: (laughs) Right. But um, it's always been interesting to me because... You know, there is a disparity between the way the world sees black skin, as you'll see from this beautiful transition that's coming up at the end of this, Um, (laughs) and the way (laughs) I see it as a transcendental, you know, the world Mm. has such a negative view. And what's so interesting that I learned as a black skin, dark skin woman walking through this world is that the world wants you they want you to hate it they're like you must mm. you 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 as someone in the body must as a first hand experience know how awful it is and i'm like right yeah you're saying that but um, uh, no <laughs> like but i don't like, know <laughs> like no <laughs> the the so?
0: one who, right
1: the one who hates it is you you hate it right. because you hate yourself it's not really a me problem i have no issue with me, and I think I'm great. And they're like, "That's impossible. That's mm. that's that's you can't do that." And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah, and I I I think I'm lucky because my, my family. I mean, we're Africans. So that's like. Africans have. She's a skin color too, but like when like seventy five percent of the population is dark skin, like at a certain point, mm. you just it just can't be that serious. But um, right. Like, it's just, and that's it's like, like
0: girl, all of us are not sharing this. Right, it's right just now.
1: not that. And so I think that um, yeah. I mean, people have tried to tell me, and I'm like, I get. I mean, I hear the words, they go in and then they go out. Like, mm. So I think that yeah, I don't know. I love it, and I think. If anyone, I I feel like someone needs, some dark-skinned girl, boy, non-binary person needs to hear this. But, like, you aren't, you aren't ugly. Like, the world Mm. is is an ugly place. Mm. But the problem isn't you. You're fantastically and amazingly and astoundingly beautiful. Yeah. So... And Marcy is also super beautiful. I've actually always liked your limbs. And I think you thank always looked you. elegant, in my opinion.
0: Uh, so. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thanks. <laughs> that's, actually really, that's actually really sweet to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, obviously, I share this sentiment. Like, I feel like every time... I'm not sure if this is, like, your business to share. But, like, I mean, I, I know you have an affinity for the color yellow. And, like, whenever you wear <laughs> anything yellow, I'm, like... And, like, we're just, like, in sunlight. I'm, like, is this... Like I feel like we're like transcending time and space. Like you just it's, like it just like it looks fantastic. And yeah, I honestly, yeah, I just we all yeah we just all have features that are like rather I mean not even rather just like extremely beautiful and like should just be praised because frankly I mean we only we we are renting these bodies y'all Facts. like these bodies they are they're not coming with us. <laughs> so,
1: it's like, true. You know,
0: honestly, it's like this is what we got. I mean, shit. Like, yeah. You know, not saying like you know we can't. Like have complicated relationships with our bodies, mm-hmm. but like you know, I think just recognizing the utility that it that it brings to the table and how like literally none of this would be possible <laughs> without it. It's kind of like okay, like there there's inherent value here, even if society doesn't recognize it. So. Yeah,
1: and I, so, I think yeah. like sometimes you have to you have to turn off society because it's not giving you anything it's it's not mm. it, it, what are what is everyone else's dislike of you do for you you know what Come i mean on. like if everyone's like you are ugly and you can't have anything in the world like okay if i accept that like you said like does something change like if i accept that right. d- if i accept your hatred and make it my own do i get anything
0: no <laughs> no no <laughs> so, literally nothing so, nothing happens. Um,
1: but it's also like in not only do you not get anything but you're trading what you are which is like you are some interpretation of the universe right and Mm. of of time space and and you never exist again like
0: oh my god
1: right (laughs) like (laughs) so it's like if this is the body that you're in in this space like think about how phenomenal it is to have existed at all in this body. And I know it's really hard when society, like I'm not discounting when society is oh, yeah. just stupidly awful. Like, and, and, and it's like gravity, right? If you're closer to like society, which we all are, cause we're in these bodies. Like, how can you be like, okay, I understand on a transcendental level, like I'm mm-hmm. special, but like, that doesn't help me when I'm feeling lonely or I like someone and they don't Mm. like me back or I don't get a job or my station in life is lower. Like how do I transcend? And you're right. It's like super hard. And we should talk about this in the discussion section. So let's take a break. (laughs) oh
0: <laughs> clean ass transition oh my god i'm sorry I just to fan myself off i'm like that was smooth uh, you got it i'm sorry i just fu- oh I, i'm sorry i fucked up the moment but you got
1: it that
0: was that was so beautiful <laughs> we will see oh you gosh.
1: in a moment yes we will okay see y'all in a bit <laughs> we're back yeah we are <laughs> so um, so we're about to bring the tone down a little bit as the story's not that happy but here yeah. we go
0: so oh and, and real quick sorry we read up until part the ooh, was it part three, three? i think we stopped yes. at the beginning of yeah. So we read through the first two parts there's five parts in this book so yeah so we just read the first two just so y'all so y'all know if you're reading along or whatever
1: yeah, that's true. Ooh, tell us if you are in the comments or something. Right.
0: Comments. Do yeah, have comments? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, or Twitter. Mm-hmm.
0: Social media, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, Akko, you should start. What What? What am I doing? Okay.
1: It's like when your auntie's like, oh, yeah, yeah, and you know, on the, on the Instagram. Right.
0: <laughs> it's like, aren't y'all like millennials? <laughs> like, y'all literally grew up with... okay. Anyway. They're like, you're um... not
1: even old millennials. Okay. Um... <laughs> literally not, but... Um... <laughs> So the story follows Morgan Lou. Oh, real quick, uh, wasn't her name Emma Lou? It was Morgan is her middle name. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, <laughs> I'm, sorry. It's, I'm sorry. Let me just. <laughs> You're good. <clears throat> <laughs> what are we doing
0: today? <laughs> so everyone's like, get it the fuck together, <laughs> y'all! How many goddamn books have y'all
1: read? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ! It's like how? You are Fifty quality... episodes? Are you sure? Like... like literally, how is the quality getting worse? So
1: <laughs> time... <laughs> kids are playing around. Okay, oh, so, God. Mm, the okay. story follows <clears throat> Emma Lou, who yes. is a dark-skinned girl <laughs> who is just graduating from school in Boise, Idaho. Which mm-hmm. yikes! Um, her family is also incredibly and horrifically colorist. Yeah. So. A little background: Her grandparents, Maria and Samuel, were both light-skinned. There is definitely some slavery. This is like takes place in the 1920s, so slavery is a stone-throwing a ways back. Mm. So her grandparents. Are light skin and it's definitely like a master slave rape situation is hinted mm, at. Yum. After which the white side of the family freed the slaves because this is a dystopia novel in America and it's all just awful. Anyway, so oh they leave the South to get away from <laughs> slavery mm-hmm. and because they were freed before slavery ended. So, but then the Civil War ended and of course, if you guys know your history, the Emancipation Proclamation, all the slaves were freed. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth flew. Mm -hmm. And they decide that they are better than the newly freed slaves. They're classy or something. And so they escape, you know, the movement of all the new nearly freed people up north to go to Idaho which I don't that doesn't sound like an escape to me but you know different yeah it like different really
0: ways. didn't like they were like oh they went to Idaho and I'm like is that <laughs> right. progress like right uh, I'm like, like I'm literally like looking sure. at my phone like um I'm just like scrolling shadily through social media I'm like that'll sound um okay
1: girl <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> okay right. Idaho
0: I guess um, someone um, from Idaho is like are you fucking kidding me like y'all really sitting here like talking shit but anyway I.
1: but oh so um anyway so Idaho um <laughs> 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 so in idaho they started the blue blood society in which everyone in it is like a black person who's very light skin and it's called blue blood because you can see the blue of their veins there's mm-hmm. so you have to be light enough there's also like there's, this is like a common thing there's like the paper brown paper bag test you have to be light in the brown paper bag anyway so the idea the motto is becoming whiter and whiter every generation and you're like yikes so these grandparents have two children, Jane and Joe, and both of them marry people who are darker than them. But Jane is particularly troublesome to her family because she married a very dark-skinned man named mm. Jim, and her mother is horrified. Um, and it's also hinted <laughs> that the mother caused strife between them. But also, Jane has a child who's Mary Lou, and she is shocked, <laughs> Her name is Emalou, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Emalou is very dark skinned and her mother is shocked, shooketh, and she goes back to her mother and she's like, "I have made a mistake." And um, then she goes and marries like a half Irish, half black guy and who really hates himself because his like father didn't love him, which his father was a racist. So Yeah. Um... So everyone is kind of <sighs> terrible except yeah. for emma's uncle joe who actually is kind of like okay you are fine and leave idaho and go to la uh, where black people are like not into this and it's just like this kind of idea like oh in the big city like things are progressive people oh god this tracks so much in the present like Uh, things are progressive (laughs) (laughs) it just hurts so much um and you're going to find people understand you and no one's going to be worried about the silly colorism stuff it's like a small town problem so emma lou for the first time is like super excited and she she goes to college ready to make friends with other black folks Mm -hmm. except upon arrival and she's like super you know like looking for anyone but upon arrival she realizes really two things one that well i guess we as a reader realize two things one Mm -hmm. that los angeles is quite colorist maybe as colorist as Boise, Idaho. Yeah. And two, that Emma is also has a lot of internalized like self-hatred and ideas of like social hierarchy Mm. and who the right and wrong people are. Yes. So for instance, she meets a girl named Hazel. Hazel. (laughs) Uh, Oh Hazel.
0: Oh, thank God. Throwback. Anyway, Mm. who
1: seems pretty fun (laughs) and self assured. She's from Texas, and her father is new money from some oil that's found on his land. And I'm actually like very impressed because I don't know if you guys have seen No Country for Old Men, but like people really be killing people for oil like in the turn of the 20th century. So the fact that he was able to, as a black person in the South, get the proceeds from the oil on his land, I'm like that family's a boss. You should have been friends with them. They're kind of (laughs) told.
0: Exactly. Come on, but anyway,
1: (laughs) right, exactly. But Hazel does not try to like prove her intellect and code switch. And so Emma is kind of embarrassed to be around her. She thinks she's not high class enough and that she's like putting on a quote unquote minstrel show. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on the flip side, when she tries to talk to the other black and (laughs) the other black men and women, who she feels are the right people, typically lighter skinned, they do not want to associate with her or invite her to their parties and their shindigs. The are
0: parties and everything. Which is, in. so the gag is um, when, like, Emma, so, like, there's, like, this group of, like, five black people, or I think it was, like, four, whatever, four to five black people that, like, Emma Lou, like, has a brief conversation with, Um, and she knows that there's, like, a, a girl in the group that, like, has a similar skin tone to hers, mm-hmm. but, like, she's, like, super integrated, and, like, all the black people love her, like, at the school. Um, But apparently she comes from, like, it was, like, something power. about her, too, like, mad money and, like, hella power, or, like, some yep. shit like that, where it was, like, oh, like, she has, like, She has like this, like kind of higher social status, and so they're like, okay, she can like you know join the sororities and all of that. But Emma, girl, gotta go. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's interesting too because Emma Lou, like Akko said, is like you know she very much has this like very like oh like Hazel is like bottom of the barrel, which also how you go disrespect Hazel like that. But okay, it's fine, whatever. (laughs) And like you know, like she'll and like she meets for example this girl from like a music or sorry this young woman from like the music school. Um, and this woman like introduces her to like her friends from Georgia. I think the. I, I think both Hazel and and this you know woman from the music school like they were both from like the south. I want to say the this south, yeah. woman was from was from like Georgia specifically, and so like she would like invite Emma to shit like she would be like, mm-hmm. hey Emma, like we're having a kickback, like you trying to come and like Emma will go and be like, oh they're just so lowly, uh, these country ass motherfuckers, like just very like yeah, Ugh. and I'm like no shade, but Emma you were from you were from Idaho, you're from Idaho, Idaho, <laughs> Idaho where <laughs> most people cannot place it on a map, no shade like. Yeah. You're really sitting, you're really looking, you're really turning your nose, okay, 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 that's, mm, mm. okay, so, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I, in a way, I, I understand it, and there's, like, complications there, we'll talk about it, right. anyway, moving forward, so, so yeah, so Emma, like, really tries her best to, like, college, but, like, she doesn't really like it, because people, like, aren't really, like, her tea, like, she doesn't even really try to interact with the white people, which, honestly, is probably for the best, so, she goes home, and, um, there's, like, an Idaho, like, black people picnic that happens like that's in like july and there she meets a guy named weldon who's like super charming and they like you know meet each other and have this like you know whirlwind romance and they like have sex and it's like this huge thing and it's like really really significant and emma in her mind is like so the wedding Wedding is next year um this is who's gonna plan it oh where should Mm. it be should it be like outside and door like she's literally planning the wedding she's like we're clearly gonna have a family this is my man forever has told has mentioned none of this to Weldon has just put this in her <laughs> head and that's just like her idea of what's going to happen and so it comes to her surprise when you know Weldon one day is like you know I'm like gonna work I guess like I think he was gonna work for like a railroad company or something like that but something yeah. that would require him to like travel a lot and so she was like and, so, and he was just saying it like super nonchalant he's like yeah you know I'm gonna probably move to like California and then like you know kind of just be wherever you know you know how it is and she's like, what but about we're, you? <laughs> she's like, she's like, but we're but we're getting married, and he's like, oh, uh, nope, no, uh, I'm 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 leaving. Um, you, I thought that it's, was been, rough. it's been it's been real, and I'm like, this is actually rough, and then it sucks too because like emma's my oh my god her fucking family are the worst and they were just like Facts. well see i mean look look, look at her tone. i mean she thought she could get someone like weldon and like clear and i'm like y'all are literally th- the worst like, not even saying not shit like saying y'all ain't shit doesn't feel sufficient it, it doesn't yeah. i'm like y'all are y'all are subterranean and how fucked up y'all are to this young anyway okay so <clears throat> So, Emma Lou, begrudging Lou, goes back to school, hates it, and is like, you know what? I'm tired of these motherfuckers. I'm leaving LA. Yep. Fuck Utah. Sorry, not even Utah, <laughs> I <Idaho>. know. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear, y'all, that wasn't even no purpose. Anyway. So, she's like, fuck this. I'm moving to New York City. <laughs> so, she's like, I'm moving to New York City. Um, they're like, what do you have against, like, that region of the US? Anyway. So, she moves to the New York City. Um, and while she's there, she meets a guy named John, who... So, okay, so her move to New York City was interesting because at the time she took the job as a maid to this, like, actress, I want to say is what she said. She was like, yeah, she was, like, an actress's maid. I don't know which actress, but, yeah, that was her profession. And so she was, like, you know, working there, living there, whatever. Um, she meets a guy named John who, like, similarly kind of moved there recently and they, like, com- become fast friends. He sort of serves as, like, a mentor to her. She's not really feeling him, though, but they, like, sleep together. But I then she like, wants
1: to feel wanted.
0: Yeah, but she's like, you know, John, yep, gotta go. so John's like, damn. And Emma's like, well, you know, I'm going to just, you know, find me a job now. Because, oh, also worth mentioning. So Emma Lou's been in New York City for, like, I think maybe like a month and a half. And, like, she, like, quit her job that she originally had, like, two weeks ago. Because she was like, oh, I'm going to, like, find a job as a... What is the the term? Stenography? Do do you know what that is? I actually don't know what that is.
1: I think a stenographer is someone who's, like, a... Back in the day, you'd have a typist. Like, Mm -hmm. someone who, like, would type all your stuff. And they'd be like... And then, like... Because people would write things. And then people would you know what? Google's a thing. Hold on, give me a second. I'm, 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 <laughs> I also I'm, I, I was eligible to also Google, so like I literally
0: was <laughs> like, I'm just gonna remain. In
1: but writings. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, writing shorthand. Yeah. So like back okay. in the turn of the 20th century, like a lot of women got independence by learning shorthand and typing. And they had these like finishing schools and it was kind of a way to like get freedom and, and like mm. it was like a, a job that America allowed women to participate in and they saw it as like acceptable. But it's also mm. that <laughs> this is the difference between like white feminism and intersectional feminism. Like white women could do those jobs where it's like Emma as a dark-skinned black woman isn't even seen as... And, and then like it's like, okay, white women are like beautiful and they'll sit there and like type stuff up and it, it fits like the whole it's aesthetic white man aesthetic Mm. but like which is sexism but it's like the intersectionality of that is if you're not seen as beautiful is dark skin in the early 20th century that job's not available to you right um okay i'm sorry that's not that's an analysis that's not a no,
0: summary no. <laughs> <laughs> no that actually that, that actually tracks completely because that's essentially what happens right so like mm-hmm. Emma Lou she leaves her job for two weeks and then she's like oh girl I got $35 in my bank account let me find a job so she like goes to the job agency uh, place um, and uh, exactly that she's like you know I have college like education like I'm more than qualified to do this job girl like it's not <laughs> like that's not that's not the motherfucking problem mama could do mm-hmm. this job like you got me fucked up and also while she was there she was like observing just like other people in the community who were there she noticed that a lot of the people it was mostly black people and they were also similarly dark-skinned and like it would be like the occasional light-skinned person here and there but she was like why is it only dark-skinned people at this like agency trying to find a job like interesting so she goes up to it wasn't the first one but the second agency she went to um she was like yeah like i want to do stenography and they're like oh yeah, yeah like this agency down the street is like perfect so she goes there. She sees these two lighter-skinned black women in, like, the, I guess, the main area. And, like, she, like, comes in. And she's like, yeah, I'm looking for a job, whatever, whatever. They told me to come here. And, like, the person she talks to, she's like, oh, cool. Let me talk to, like, I guess the one of the bosses real quick. This, like, um, this older black man. And so they have this closed-door conversation. You know, the person comes back out. And she's like, hey, um, so we're actually not looking for someone at this time. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, real shady. And, like, okay, you clearly, y'all don't want me. Mm-hmm. y'all want someone to do this job y'all just don't want me, me. and so yeah. emily was like okay that's wild so she goes back to the job agency and the person who i guess originally referred her to that job she was like oh you know i'm actually i'm actually about to grab lunch real quick maybe we should like you know go together so they go to lunch together and then basically she's like yeah look like you know these companies like they they have a certain aesthetic even the black owned ones like you know they want a certain type of black woman and like you just don't really fit that bill no shade so i recommend you just go back into like i guess teacher's college i think that's part of columbia if i'm not mistaken it is um she's like yeah i feel like you should finish your education at teacher's college and in the interim get a job at like the public school system it's something that will be kind of lax help you balance your studies and then just try to like take off your career from there but Lou at this point is like i'm she's like i'm fucking over it like i'm like i hate all these motherfuckers like honestly so she's like it's kind of like in a one year out the other, out the other, I guess. And so, yeah, so after that, you know, she was like, okay, maybe I'll go to another job agency to find a job, but like she, it, it's like kind of late, so she's just kind of like walking around. And so, essentially, part two ends with her like doing she, Yeah, she's like powdering her nose in front of this like storefront, and these like black guys on the street say something like shitty to her about her skin color. It's just, it's like very sad. She's really struggling, and she's like, oh, should I talk to John now, even though I like low, don't really give a fuck about John, but like, you know it's housing i guess so it's just I don't know, it's, it's very she's at a crossroads you, you you see the paradigm shift happening also it's bears yeah. mentioning that Lou is like 21 years old so like yeah, you know she's it's just a to, baby Yeah so she's like it, it's easy to be you know me and my big age to be like oh my gosh like you know like look at some of the tendencies and be like oh that's not really the healthiest but i'm also like everyone has a becoming you know so yeah
1: and also like she's yeah. had such negative feedback from the world right and her intimate circles for so long. And yeah, she, it's not a good place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, So yes, yeah, so that's pretty
0: much the one. summary um, part one. So yes, yeah, so I guess we'll take a little bit of a break and we get back and we'll get into all the thoughts and feelings because who there are, are their thoughts? There are so mm-hmm. so many. Okay, back. see y'all in a bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
0: And we're back. Woo. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so Black of the Berry is a, not really like a feel-good novel, but a deeply mm-hmm. important one. So, you know, we mm-hmm. definitely are happy to get the chance to discuss it because <laughs> there is so much shit to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So I figure, yeah, we can kind of do our usual thing where we kind of just give our like general impressions up to this point and then kind of just talk about more specific things from there. I like it. Um, so, okay. So for me... Oh, I have a complicated relationship with this book. The writing is superb. Like I feel like that Agreed. classic, like I just oh, that Harlem Renaissance, like like it's yep. just like the way people write. I'm like there is just a one. I'm like the, just the 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 like what, what what's what's the term you're the economy of words that is still <laughs> one of your phrases. The economy of words is just so spectacular. Like I literally find myself like I I, I would say I'm like I, I feel like I know. Like a good amount of words, and I'd be like, oh girl, what the fuck does that mean? Like I'm always looking shit up. I'm like, what are these words being used? Um so I think, yeah, just like the economy of words is really, really good. I like the mixing of like so everything is essentially from kind of like an omnipresent or what, what's the term, omniscience narrator, like just like kind of like this all knowing yes. narrator that like focuses on Emma's Emma Lou's perspective. But like interspersed, there'll be like kind of thoughts of hers just like throughout. Yeah. Um Like, so, for example, like, when I mean, this isn't, like, an exact quote, but just to kind of, like, cite it. Like, I remember, like, when she went up to the group of, like, black people and was like, oh, like, hey, y'all, like, what's up? Like, the narrator was just like, oh, you know, like, she saw this group of black people. They looked really loyal and, like, really dope. And then, like, and, oh, look at their clothes or something like that. It was, like, something that was, like, okay, that was clearly, like, her thoughts coming in. So, I like how they fused the voices. Yes. Um, But, yeah, but it's, like, I... I... Okay, so... And actually, I'll, I'll save that for for further in the discussion. But um, I will say I think the book highlights colorism in a really interesting way. Sometimes I wish it was a bit. Sometimes it it, it seems like they're they're examining and acknowledging that colorism exists, and it it clearly deeply affects Emma Lou and her trajectory and her self esteem and all of that. But the narrator doesn't always expressly say, oh, this is wrong. I mean, you know mm. it's wrong, and I'm pretty sure they think it's wrong. But uh, up to this point, at least, like I haven't seen a line that was like, oh, yeah, this is it's fucked up that her family says things like yeah. this to her, and like people act like this. It, it does paint them in a certain way that makes them seem like maybe you know perhaps ignorant or like for example she talks to her uncle joe and like he's like oh like this is just small town bullshit like when you got when you get around some sophisticated motherfuckers like they ain't gonna be pressed about this so there's clearly a judgment there where it's like this is uh, i don't think the author is endorsing it but i don't think it's as vehemently like opposed to it as i i guess maybe expected or would like have liked to see up to this point point. and also Emma Lou, it's like she ooh, she is latching on to that respectability and Bags. some semblance of superiority to her and it's like detriment a, to her own detriment right it's like mm-hmm. it's like i understand feeling and being feeling both feeling and being like so undervalued by those around you mm-hmm. to the point where like it's attractive to be like okay well at least i'm better than somebody or at least yeah. i have like i i care myself like this or like i mean i don't talk like hazel i don't whatever whatever like kind of like aligning yourself to like whiteness to like with
1: power yeah. right to,
0: to like some kind of power but even in that same paradigm the same paradigm that you're using to like belittle other people you're never going to be at the top of that shit girl you're Mm -hmm. always going to be like sub middle at best so like honestly this is not it's not sustainable but like i i I hope to see later that she kind of like moves away from that or at least acknowledges it for what it is just kind of like white system of socialization that she grew up with um that is not serving her at all like literally at all She's complicated. I don't dislike her. I think she's just, you know, she's just working through a lot of things. She's just trying to figure out her life, and in the process, yeah, is causing harm in some ways. But like, is it largely is like, I mean, just kind of a victim her. of her own circumstances. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, she's just kind of. I think she's just she's trying to stay afloat, and it's frankly tragic. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it, it's I'm like y'all it's are painful. so it's. It's like it could so easily not be like this. Like it literally. Why yeah. is it like this? Like this is like just. It's just. It's so fucked up. But um, but yeah. So it really complex complex character. But um. But what did you think, Aggo?
1: Yeah, I um, I right exactly as as you're saying. The lyricism of the way the author writes is just beautiful. Exactly what you pointed out. It feels like a Harlem Renaissance book. And mm. if people don't think that these writers were like laureates and masterminds you are Mm. out of your mind literally out of your (laughs) mind you're out of your mind like it's the i this stuff should you should be reading this in school like this stuff is beautiful just Mm -hmm. in its its syntax and its grammatical uses of words and it's Mm -hmm. the way the writer you know is funny but also serious you know there's mm. Emma Lou feels like such a rounded out character in fact yeah. all the characters feel so developed and rounded out and to your point about it not being like a condemnation of of colorism i think this is like something that's harder to do presently because i feel like our attention spans are so low but the whole point of the book is a mirror to examine Mm. it's it's a commentary on the society in and of itself and what's so depressingly dark about it is that this book pretty much tracks like to the present down down to the periods at the end of the sentences and it's so (laughs) frustratingly annoying and i think to read this as a dark-skinned person and and as a woman is to be like oh no this isn't this is facts like there was a certain mm. point i was like i need to put this book down because mm. actually you're coming from my self-esteem a little bit like yeah <laughs> a little in my feelings but what's so brilliant about it is how accurately it portrays the sinister nature of colorism and racism in our own society and and also accurately portrays where it comes from i think that's mm. what it does effectively well, and that makes it a commentary. It's like, okay, you guys are talking about this, you know, Renaissance move, this Black is Proud movement, like why are we like let's be real about where this light-skinned favoritism comes from. Like <laughs> why are right. we favoring this when that's not that Goes to the deepest, darkest trauma of our people and committed by other people who are continuing at this point to commit that right. trauma. Why would we internalize their standards and he doesn't say that full out, but the way he throws it back on your face, I think it's actually something people should read now to be like, No, yeah, that thing you prize that light skinnedness that you prize, really think about what that means we're putting our attention on um so yeah, I think it's beautifully written, I think. It's a very strong commentary. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. It was also interesting to watch the complexity of black culture of the 1920s, right? Like, there's this whole real estate firm in Harlem run by these two black men. It shows that wealth of the black community, you know, there's a, an idea post the 1980s that, like, black people have just never had money and like we just like don't know how to work hard and like blah 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 like all this dumb mm-hmm. stuff but like the very truth of the matter is that black wealth has been built continuously in america and taken and destroyed continuously in america and right. um now Harlem's still like pretty awesome in that there's still like echelons of black wealth there but i think there's a narrative of like black people just like never built communities and societies And you're like no that's certifiably and just transcendentally incorrect. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> maybe it's not transcendentally incorrect, but it's like, at least aggressively. <laughs> it's at least aggressively incorrect. You're <laughs> like, is it a metaphysical question? It's not. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's kind of like the way Toni Morrison also and Sula is an examination of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this book does the same thing. And, and I love that these writers are focusing on on us and the things we do to each other. And I think that's what makes black literature. So, Oh my God, I'm talking so much, but that's what makes black literature so, (laughs) so strong. In my opinion is that it's philosophical and it's, and it's, um, it's commentary on the black experience in America. And I, I think that's what allows us to be so philosophically sound. And that's why I say, like, when Tupac brings it back and Kendrick Lamar bring it back and James mm-hmm. Brown brings it back in this black and I'm proud, it comes with the commentary of self, a rejection of that and a move forward. And the mm-hmm. fact that we do it to a beat. Come on, people. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah. I... I agree. Yeah, it's it's so... I, I love how it just doubles so seamlessly, right? Like, it's like you're telling a fictional story, but it's like, in doing so, like, it's... It reminds me a lot of um. So recently, I read Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin, and Ooh. it was it was very similar. Where it was like there was just so much casual commentary, but like still like the narrative never suffered. Like
1: mm. plot was moving forward,
0: things happened. You never felt lost or like okay, it's just like this this person just pontificating for like three and a half pages and like nothing. You know, like it's like constantly things are in motion. It's like that. It's like that juggle of both is just so. Interesting, because frankly, I'm like, I feel like a lot of this would be would be honestly uh, probably a lot easier kind of conveyed or like maybe written from the perspective of a writer in like an essay or like a something nonfiction. So to be able ah. to like kind of interwove it like so seamlessly into, into a fictional fiction. tale is so, it, it, it's just like so masterfully done that I'm like, literally, like, like who else, like... Point to a bitch who could. Like, honestly, like, this is so, <laughs> it's just so good. I was just, like, literally reading it. I'm like, this is just so good. It's just so good. And, like, it's, I don't know. Like, I, I think, you know, I, I try not to be like, oh, like, it's like, oh, like, let's put certain literature on a pedestal and, like, just ignore everything else. But like,
1: it's I, a I'm good, try- oh, come
0: well-written. Yes, yeah. it, it is. The, the, because I think also, too, at that time, especially, but still current day, to be a black author and to be published, honey, like, I feel like the caliber of the writing and just like the, the level of technique you had to have was just, and still have to have is like, it's just something that like, you just like, I mean, I mean, are are, are white people doing, are are white people doing, are are they doing all that? No. Okay. Mm, Interesting. So it's one of those things where I'm like, this is, this is a powerful ass book for real. It's Um, a powerful
1: book. I think it's worth reading. It's painful. It's a painful book. And I think if you're a black dark skin black woman maybe like wait till you're like 25 <laughs> like yeah <laughs> maybe don't read it in your childhood there's like no point oh yeah um, it's
0: yeah it, it's i mean i don't know how it ends but i'm kind of like yeah this yeah. is a, this is definitely a more mature read like a like a you know like, and not
1: because it's like full of like violence and sex but it's it's philosophically painful um yeah, yeah. um i was gonna ask because it, it's you know emma is a also, Emma is, like, literally... I, I just wanted to point out, sometimes, like, Emma will do things in social settings that I, like, could totally see myself doing, where she's like, okay, I saw, like, that group of people, and I want to be friends with them, but I don't know how. She's like, I'll just, like, casually walk by and say hi, but, like, I won't stop, because of course, like, if I stop, they'll think I don't have anything else to do, and you're like, yeah, that tracks. That sounds like something I would do, and it's very humanizing, and I think, to your point, like, that's the... Because we're in Emma's head so often, you do see the juxtaposition between the world flattening her into this dark-skinned woman who has no value, and and the depth of, of her cerebral conversations with herself and others, you know, like how much she thinks about things in itself, like dismantles the idea that this person is not human. Mm. Um, See, y'all thought it was only going to be fun and games and it was going to be depressing, but we put them, some philosophy in there right. and we added some stuff.
0: Yeah, as, you know, <laughs> so we were like seizing it, you know, with diverse sp- spices. I, I did want to talk about, so Emma, Emma Lou is really, really interesting as a character because especially, you know, you see this a lot when she's like in Harlem and she's like trying to find a job. like. Mm-hmm. She looks down on the other people who are in the facility because yep. she's like, oh, like, y'all y'all motherfuckers ain't got a job. And it's like, I'm sorry, Emmalou.
1: You are also
0: unemployed. No shame. But, like, yep. how are we? Where is this pedestal coming from? And it's interesting because she, she goes to lunch with that, with the, with the employee that works there, right? And, like, she's like, oh, you know, I think you just need to, like, kind of shift your course, do something different, maybe, like, aspire in a different way. And I feel like it's just really interesting seeing how, in some ways, you can look at the way Emma Lou looks down at people and it's kind of like, okay, you know, that's not, like, the healthiest way of looking at other people. But at the same time, I'm not mad at the aspiration. I'm not mad at her yeah. being like, oh, no, this is the work I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm not settling for something less. I'm not going to be this. I'm not doing this role. I'm not doing this. Girl, I went to college. I graduated top of my class in high school. Like, I am going to do something that I actually want to do that I'd see yeah. good for myself. And it's, it's interesting seeing, like... It's like the world wants so deeply for her to, like, dream less, to dream smaller, to just, like, show up in different ways, right? And then, like, like to have a body like hers and to exist in a way that she does, like, it, it's seen as undeserving of aspirations. Yeah. Like, girl, take what you can get. And I'm like, I will never critique Emma Lou for being like, no. I'm moving. Cause even like she, yep. when she moved to New York, people were like, why is she moving to New York? And like, what is she even doing? Like, did she even have like, and she's like, no, I'm, I deserve that. Be- like, I don't deserve,
1: but she's rebelling against the limitation put on her. Right. Like they're saying, exactly. like, you sh- they're trying to say you have to live this way to make my worldview make sense. And she's like, no, I'm going to live a way to make my life make sense. Like exactly. Yeah. And,
0: and even when you see the extent to which she's internalized, the colorist messages that she's received, she's never accepted it. It's never like a, oh, this is true. Cause if that were true, I mean, she like, she would never like the desire to change her circumstances would not be there. Mm -hmm. If she thought that this was like the innate true way that like life has to be, there's always tension there. And it's just something that I'm like, I, I I love that. Like depiction that that, like, and just like the, the the question around aspiration is just one that I just find really, really interesting. And I'm like, I just, I, I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to pan out in the, second part of this book but um yeah it's just it's like people are just really trying to like be like oh like mm, here's your like really small box and she's like mm, actually right. what if what if there just wasn't a box actually I'm gonna just, uh, y'all are just in here i'm gonna just be in here too like <laughs>
1: she's not gonna <laughs> like
0: i'm like i'm i'm here for it thank god
1: but i think that's kind of like you know the the poem the Langston hughes poem like what happens to a dream deferred i, I think what's so mm. painful about these the limitations placed on people is exactly that it's the difference between you know, what we feel ourselves as, our our aspirations, our innate understanding that this is our lives, the only one we have on like a transcendental level. Like we, Mm -hmm. we want that to be fulfilling and how strong the limits of society are and how violently enforced they are and how, difficult it is that conflict right between you you knowing yourself and the way the world will see you and the way it limits you it's painful it's (laughs) and we all feel it and and what's hard is like Emma Lou shouldn't be looking down on other people but like the people in los angeles it's almost like they're like of course they're looking down on people like you know what Mm. i mean it's almost like they shouldn't be looking down you're still black like like is i'm sorry to I'm still seeing these white only signs over here. Like, and it's almost like we criticize her more for criticizing (laughs) people under Mm -hmm. her. And then we give like these people who we see as like, oh, of course they're upper class. So they're allowed to look down on people. It's like Mm -hmm. none of y'all should be looking down on people. And yeah, it's just interesting that the lower down you are, I guess, on the quote unquote social scale, the more you get criticized for for it and i guess what i'm really trying to say Mm. is people higher up get a pass for things they really shouldn't like they should not be
0: doing like period yeah
1: like and yeah
0: yeah i agree that and it's so it's interesting because even i mean this book largely i mean there's not there's not a lot of mention of white people frankly like it's like pretty Mm. much everyone that you interact with is black and i'm like it is so interesting reading a book that's like pretty much about black people and i like dislike most <laughs> if not the entire cast. <laughs> the like, whole I'm like, cast i'm like just throw it all away like honestly like y'all are the worst motherfuckers i've ever like it's like and it's like it, it, it just it hits different it's like i it, like i know it's put in context i know
1: oh, why yeah, people no, have the bias hurts. but
0: god damn i ha- right. like I'm a family i'm like why 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 are why you, are like, you like oh my god it's just it's so like I don't know. Cause I feel like it's, 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 an interesting paradox of like media representation, right? Where it's like, oh, you, know, it's like, we want to see ourselves in stories and we want to see our narratives reflective. But it's also like, I mean, all of it is three dimensional, right? So it's yep. like, yeah. there's a lot of, de- a lot of depictions within your own cultures or within, you know, communities that you belong to that you're like, oh, this shit is like pernicious as fuck and gross. Mm-hmm. And why do we do this shit? My God. Literally no one's winning. Like literally no yep. one's winning. <laughs> Like, we're actually just dividing ourselves into, like, what what the fuck is, like, what is the point of this girl? And, like, and it's, like, I know that, like, the, the social machine is engineered for us to behave this way and to see, to understand ourselves in these very specific ways, but it's, like,
1: break God, free. we gotta break we gotta break free of that shit cause right. honestly this
0: is not emilu is your own ass daughter and y'all are sitting here acting like acting a mess That's why is Lou's uncle the only one being like hey um no you know they're wildin right you know you're actually yeah. brilliant and like beautiful and like wonderful there's actually nothing wrong with you like it's actually like a, like a deep-seated cultural illness that like everyone else is like experiencing a cultural and, like, illness putting nice. on to you and i'm like that is like i just yeah i uh, We'll see what happens to Lou, but I'm like,
1: I'm yeah,
0: I'm in her corner. I got my pom poms up. I'm cheering. I'm like, sweetie, like you, like I just, I want things to pan out well. And like, I, I don't know, I don't want to get my hopes up because I don't know. Sometimes like, like literature can be tragic, but I, I hope it's that true. It ends in a way that I'm like, at the very least, it's like there's a there's a self actualization. There's a just like an like an augmentation in in, in self worth and self image, um, which is hard too because I feel like too we also will be like. I mean, in, in a bunch of different communities, right? Where it's like, we'll be like, oh my God, like this person overcame and this person like has such a beautiful understanding of who they are as a black person, as a woman, et cetera. And it's just like, okay, yeah, we're fetishizing like these like kind of like instances where people like reach a self-actualization that like everyone else is willing to recognize. But also too, like let's not shame people for like not reaching not. that place too. Yeah. Because like it's also extremely intermountably difficult. And also to too, do, like- Yes, thank like, you. There's a certain privilege in that as well. And so it's just, I don't know. I feel like we, mm-hmm. we fetishize like- the overcoming and i'm like people shouldn't have to overcome a goddamn thing it should not be this fucking right. hard to be like oh yeah alive like, this yes. is my race this is my gender this is my sexuality this is whatever and like you know my ability status etc and like coming to a healthy understanding of self because society just makes it so goddamn difficult, difficult to do that yes. god damn oh my god so we'll see what happens but um i just i feel a lot of things the, yeah i thurman is not <laughs> it's no, not everything back. you've said the, facts. you said yeah. facts.
1: That's what it is. I'm actually excited for part two because I feel like as we get more, there'll be more to discuss. Like I i feel like I'm not done with this book yet. I feel oh, like so Definitely much. not. But do you want to like do some quotes? Yes. Yes. Let's do I some love quotes. It. Yeah. Um, I can start off. I have one. I actually was gonna do a different one, but then I changed it because I like this one better. So it says, <laughs> they're like, did we need to know this back this back room information? And I'm like, I guess not, but in the spirit of honesty. So anyway, um, so my quote says, this is when she's moving from L.A. to Harlem. It did seem strange, this being in Harlem, when only a few weeks before she had been over 3,000 miles away. Time and distance, strange things, immutable yet conquerable. Mm. And I just really love that part because I do think, uh, one thing I learned from traveling, I know we just said like, you don't have to have a overcoming, but one thing I You're learned right. from traveling is like, it it, it was that that joltingness out of, being jolted out of one cultural time space into another made you realize how mutable it is. Um, mm. Even though, you know, conquerable was well, such a great line because if, if time and space can be conquered, then and can't cultural norms be con- conquered? You know, mm. it shows you just how, relative or perhaps uh, not not real not solid these things are and i think one of the things that black americans are limited in because of society is our ability to travel and the Mm -hmm. resource there's a privilege of of being able to travel it's so frustrating and I, i think and this is talked about in a lot of black literature you know a lot of people talk about like a lot of the world war ii vets who were in france got such a different perspective on the world and there's something freeing about being able to leave, right? And that there's a reason you know people aren't able <laughs> people trap people in places, right? Because to be able to leave is to have a different perspective. and and I just really like that line. Okay, Marcy, your turn.
0: Yes. So mine is also um is it's around that time in the book as well. It's essentially when Emily was moving from Idaho, not Utah to um, <laughs> <laughs> to, to to Harlem, but like beforehand she like goes back to school. So it reads. School began again, and Emma Lou reentered with more determination than ever to escape, should the chance present itself. It did, and once more, Emma Lou fled into an unknown town to escape the haunting chimera of intra-racial color prejudice. And I was like, I gotta look up like chimera, chimera, is that how you say that? The I was like, wow, we gotta look that <laughs> up, we don't know what that
1: oh <laughs> You're um, good. I think chimera is right. And I was like,
0: this is, I just, it, it's just like that kind of tone, I'm like, this is... This is, this is, this is literature. This is a literature. So, yes. But, um, yeah, we'll get into part two, you know, and we'll see, see what happens. But I guess between now and then, if y'all have thoughts or y'all want to get in touch with us, whatever, whatever, we have multiple ways of doing so. So we got a Twitter at The Colored Pages. Um, We have an Instagram at These Colored Pages, we have an email address at thesecolorpages at gmail.com as well as a website at thesecolorpages.com. Also, so we mentioned this in a, I think it was the last episode, I don't know, but basically on our social media, so like Twitter and like Instagram, you'll find that like we have like a link tree and it links to um, a page on our website where it actually goes into detail about all the books that we're going to be reading for this upcoming season. This season being defined as between now and like May of next year. So if y'all want to like see what we're going to be reading next and all of that, check that shit out. There's some good titles up on there.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if y'all, you know, like, if this brought you some value, if you enjoyed the episode, you find if you even you know somebody who might enjoy it too, definitely, you know, send them the episode. Let folks know. Get them in touch. Leave us a rating or review. I don't know. Do what we you just, want. Yeah. Just do <laughs> do whatever the spirit calls you to do. Or you know. Be, Y- yes so um that was not those weren't words
1: um <laughs> i loved it
0: but yes i guess akko should we leave our listeners with like anything else um before we No, a-
1: i think i mean yeah until we see you next time <laughs> just remember to do all the things marcy just told you and yes. to stay, stay colorful, colorful.